take over the Irish broadcasting scene. It's all right. Yeah, yeah. Cause Michael lands on me well, he's right here. Hot dog, guys. Four touchdowns. Please live. Lock your dog. Listen to the MF Friday Boston to the Welcome to the Michael Anthony Show's Friday 4, the world's most romantic sports club achieve a miracle in the world's most romantic city. Yes, for the first time in half a decade, Manchester United are in the European Cup quarterfinals. It is also now cool to think Michael Jackson is a paedophile. It has been a funny old week, a week in which Charles conduct an interview with ex-Premier League footballer Tony Sheridan, and I appreciate all your kind words regarding the interview, and I do apologise about my, mm, what I say, co-host? Probably not. Um, I apologise about Connor breathing into the mic and saying, really, yeah, 40 times, but um, that's, you learn from it. Um, he's obviously new to it, so um, I think that as opposed to abusing the man, you should be applauding the man. Uh, it takes a fair set of balls um, to make a fool of yourself as consistently as Connor does. So, hats off um, as opposed to fists raised. Uh, we are 28 and 24. Last week, a disappointing 2 and 2. Shouldn't 3 and 1. Fairly beaten the Leinster one. Going to hold my hands up for that. Um, the Munster obstruction call, though, was absolute comedy and should not have happened. So, yeah, should have been a 3 and 1, but I'm feeling very good again. I'm hot. I'm hot. I haven't lost in a month now. This Friday. I haven't lost in a month since that. Zero and four. Um we went two and two. Four and oh. Two and two. And this weekend I'm gonna say three and one. Yep. Um gonna start off with the most obvious of all. Uh, this is the one where I really, really plead with you to just do it. Ring people. Tell your cousins, tell your uncles, all that shit. Um, this is absolutely hilarious. Ireland under-20s, who I have ranted about numerous times into this microphone. Um, they are a fabulous outfit with a remarkable coach in Noel McNamara. Um, they more or less have a full team. They're just missing uh, the captain. I think his name's Hackshaw, something mental like that. Uh, he, he's out, which is a blow, but not... Big enough of a blow for them to be 10 to 11 at home to France tonight. Um, hilarious, uh, really, really funny stuff. I, again, I don't know how it exists. Um, Noel McNamara, the coach who, who I go on about a good bit, um, isn't getting carried away with Ireland's form, including the, the bonus point win at Italy last time out. He was talking about improvement, continuing progress. He's aware that France are being physical and they're coming to try to beat up the Irish up front, but it's not going to happen. Um, I mean, people think France are a big deal they just beat Scotland at home by 15. Ireland won away at Scotland by 19. Um, France lost to England by 12. They've conceded 68 in three games. That's 22.6 points per game. Ireland only conceded 15 points per game. Um, regardless of how good this particular Irish side is and how impressive they've been so far against England, Scotland and Italy. 
Ireland don't lose to France at home in the under 26 nations ever. I think it just could just be the French kids not being great at traveling or or just something about the away day in Ireland that they just don't fancy. Two years ago, 2017, Ireland nowhere near as good as they are now. They only beat Scotland and Italy by one point. Still beat a good French team at home. Four years ago, 2015, Ireland, terrible. Won two out of five games. One was Italy. One was France at home. Six years ago, 2013, again, Ireland, mediocre. They won two out of five. They drew against Italy. They beat France at home. Ireland, under 20s, always beat France at home. And tonight in Cork will be no different. Hilarious at 10 to 11. That is the one where beat yourself up if you don't have it. Let's stay on the rugby um, while we're here. Um, This is something that I wouldn't normally do, but just in the context, you have to. Wales, what a side they've proven to be. Once again, Gatland is an absolute freak. Two undefeated Lions tours, European Cup with Wasps, Grand Slam with Wales, changed Irish rugby. Just the most underrated guy in the world because he dropped Brian O'Driscoll. We can't really admit it here from a test in 2013. Yeah, why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? We scraped the first test, lost the second. You take the fossil out of the centre, you put in Jonathan Davis, you win the last test by, what, 25 points? What an unbelievable managerial decision that was. The balls that took. And then he's to come onto the late, late, our national channel, and apologise to a bunch of fucking absolute Irish Catholic weirdos in the crowd. Who, who the most important thing of their week is what type of Brennan's bread they're buying down the supermarkets, like Paddy and Maraid from Mayo, who were up for the weekend sitting in the late, late audience, the highlight of their year, and Gatlin sitting there apologising to them for dropping O'Driscoll. That's the type of country we are. What a decision that was. Blew Australia away in that last test. So much dynamism. So much youth. Um, and Jonathan Davis has remained a sensational player ever since. He plays um, against Scotland this weekend, as does Liam Williams, George North, Tipperick, Wynne Jones, Ross Moriarty. Yeah, Scotland are missing Stuart Hogg and Hugh Jones. They're also missing Maitland. Finn Russell's back, but he won't be able to do anything on his own. Uh, they've dropped Laidlaw, which is, he has been shocking. It's a good decision. Hmm. You're bringing in Ali Price, though. Uh, good luck with that. Scotland, listen, I, I thought going into the tournament, they'd surprise a few people. I love Gregor Townsend. Um, how, by the way, he didn't go on the 0-1 Lions tour. is absolutely crazy. wonder if it's anything got to do with the fact that Don Lennon, one of the coaches and selectors, is Cork Khan. As was Ronan O'Gara, who wasn't even better than David Humphreys in that 0-1 Six Nations. Goes on the Lions tour, had a Gregor Townsend. I know, getting carried away. Um, Scotland just aren't doing it. Absolutely appalling. Uh, France last time out they've conceded 23 points per game in the Six Nations they've played France and Italy they only score 18 points per game they've played France and Italy um, like you're talking about a French team who conceded 68 combined against Wales and England um, Scotland just lost by 17 in Paris to this French side That did you see what they did in Twickenham 
Wales came from 16 behind at Paris. There's no Hogg, there's no Jones. I know we think that, oh, eventually, like, someone has to stop someone. It's the Six Nations. Wales won't win the slam. Yeah, we'll probably do it. We'll probably be disappointing again this weekend against France. Win narrowly. And then, after a disappointing campaign, we'll stop Wales from winning the Grand Slam. They or England will still win the Six Nations. And we'll just pretend like none of the bad performances happened and we'll celebrate and make documentaries in RTE about our win in Cardiff. That's probably what's going to happen. We'll stop them. Scotland won't. It's going to be very, very comfortable. Wales are absolutely buzzing. Four is too ridiculous. Wales have won every game by over four. The Six Nations beat England by over four. Beat France by over four. They were 16 nil down. Four is nothing. It's basically winning. Again, I'd never ever take a handicap like that in a game like Scotland-Wales. A notoriously manky fixture, but four? No. There'll be nine or ten in this, I reckon. Uh, Scotland are poor. They're just not doing it. They're just not having this renaissance that we want them to have for the sake of the tournament. Their pack look like an under-20s pack. And I don't mean international. I mean literally Macari Cup shit. The hooker. He's like, he looks like a junior cup hooker. It's um, it's it's crazy. It's going to be a very comfortable Welsh win. Too, too many good players. you got to take the minus four. Premier League football. My forte, you could nearly argue. It doesn't get talked about enough. I think it's because you're all um, kind of manky addicts. And a lot of the reason you listen to this is for the buzz. And you don't get that much of a buzz off kind of these mid-table fixtures on a Saturday afternoon. That A, probably aren't on TV, and they just don't give you what you want. A lot of you want to go down to the boozer and have a bit of the Friday 4 covered while watching a rugby match on TV or an NFL Sunday when you're, when you're hungover or something like that. But I don't give a fuck about that. I give a fuck about getting results. And these kind of mid-table Premier League games and those 3 o'clock on Saturdays, my record's absolutely phenomenal. And my record is absolutely phenomenal because... I pick ones like this. Cardiff host West Ham. Both teams to score. It's 8-11. to 11. I know. 8-11 to is a bit. Again, through an evens in there though. So they kind of, after a while, there's another evens after as well. kind of. So it will make its way to being like 4-10 to 11s. But it's 8-11 to 11 because it can't not happen. Um, West Ham, as I said, we're not back in both teams to score. We're back in both teams. Thank you. Not to keep a clean sheet. Um, West Ham have kept two away clean sheets in 14 away league games this season, both coming in December against Fulham and Newcastle. Recently, they've conceded two at Burnley, two at Bournemouth, three at Wolves. Um, Basically, West Ham cannot keep a clean sheet. Um, Yes, they are off the back of a clean sheet at Newcastle, but due to the fact that they've only five clean sheets overall in 29 league games this season, it's more or less impossible that they can do it back-to-back. Only Fulham have less clean sheets. Um, Cardiff have been absolutely dreadful recently. Um, Poor side, really, really poor side. But um, they score at least a goal per game at home. Um... They get onions at home. Warnock, especially how bad they've been recently, conceding eight in their last two home games. Um, 
to Watford and Everton, Warnock's going to give them a bollock and he's going to whip them in the shape of it. They're definitely going to score. Might even give them false hope at one point. Might go 1-0 up, might be a consolation. They're scoring against a West Ham side who more or less cannot keep clean sheets. Um, Cardiff, by the way, if just in case any you were even slightly worried about West Ham scoring, which would be uh, completely irrational, Cardiff have conceded 31 home league goals this season, comfortably the most in the league. Cardiff conceded 31 at home against West Ham, who have kept two away clean sheets, both coming in December. Uh, it's a no-brainer. Both teams are scoring because neither side is capable of keeping a clean sheet. Lock it in. Um, Last one, again, had my critics. You don't know NBA. Why are you putting NBA in there? What do you mean? Told you. I do know NBA. Um, Again, we went 0-2. People got really excited. The cynics loved it. Mm, How's it looking now, boys? We're winning NBA. Um, Listen, Golden State host Denver Nuggets tonight. Golden State, I've talked to you about them before. They're like something out of um, kind of a 90s Disney movie. They just have talent everywhere. They can shoot the ball from anywhere. When they try, they can just do what they want. But sometimes they just don't try for the crack. I think it's because there's so many games in the season they need to entertain themselves in some way, shape or form. Um, they're over tonight is 119.5 at 8-11 to 11 at home to the Denver Nuggets. But don't take that. Go alternative. Put a point on it. Make it 120.5. It goes to evens. Alternative. Golden State score over 120.5 at evens. Uh, listen, the reason it's so low, even though Golden State are... A 118.2 points per game team, highest in the league by a mile, and that includes their terrible start of the season where, again, they deliberately don't try to make it exciting. Um, and also, B, haven't gelled fully yet as a side. Um, the reason that they're only 119.5, but on the alternative, 120.5, um, is because they've scored less than 102 out of the last three games. They're just off the back of a loss at home to the Celtics where they only scored 95. They don't like that. They don't like that. They don't like being humiliated. It makes them really aggressive. They always come out firing the next game. The last two times they've had a defeat at home. First time they trashed the Lakers, then scored 141 against the Spurs. Then other time they lost to the Rockets, then put 1-2-1 on the Hornets away. Um, If you mix all that with the fact that they're playing a team second to them on the table um, just one game off going ahead of them uh, Golden State are 44 and 20 Nuggets are 43 and 21 it's really going to be who do you think you are um, it's really going to be we're going to show you what is up um, it's on like half three in the morning tonight so you won't be able to watch it but you'll wake up to your Google and um Again, it's 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 going to be comfortably over one twenty point five. I'm thinking like one thirty, one three one. Uh, Curry, Durant. When these guys are in a mood, or when these guys want to play, or when these guys feel disrespected, it's absolutely insane what happens. Um, so I would absolutely lock that in, and I would let it join Ireland under twenties to beat France tonight. Wales to beat Scotland minus four, Cardiff West Ham, both teams to score, and as I said, Golden State alternative to score over one twenty point five. Put it in. Trust me, 
and then say what you want after. Um, have a good weekend to the listeners. Have a good weekend to new listeners. And also, new listeners, we do this thing where um, if you do listen to the show, we don't really want, we don't really want you pirating. So rate, review on iTunes, um, or even follow one of the accounts. Um, have an extremely good weekend and enjoy the three-in-one MO show.